Welcome to Have You Heard, a podcast series designed to inform you about the upcoming unit of study. These short podcasts will allow you to learn a little about the topic, major points of emphasis, how you can help at home, and what should be mastered by the end of the unit. Hi, Longhorn families. Today we have Miss Hall, who's going to help us get ready for our sixth grade science final exam. In the first semester of sixth grade science, students learn about the surface of the earth with a focus on the natural resources we depend on for survival and the changes that take place on earth's rocky crest. In unit one, natural resources and conservation, students learn the difference between renewable and non-renewable energy sources, along with examples of each type of energy. They learn that the majority of energy used in the United States currently comes from fossil fuels, such as coal, oil, and natural gas and that renewable energy resources require careful consideration to determine what kind of energy resource is available and accessible in a particular area. For example, here in Sugar Hill, we're able to use hydroelectric power due to the proximity of Buford Dam. Students also learn about the importance of conserving natural resources, even those that are renewable. Strategies for conser conserving the quality and supply of air, water, and soil resources are discussed with a focus on designing the most effective solutions for a given situation. Finally, students analyze data to construct an argument from evidence regarding the cause of global temperature increase over the past hundred years. In Unit 2, Minerals and Rocks, we focus on the rocky exterior of our planet. Students learn that all minerals are naturally occurring inorganic solids with a crystalline structure and a definite chemical composition. Once students are able to differentiate between minerals and other substances, they learn how to identify minerals by testing their physical properties. Students analyze mineral samples based on color, luster, hardness, streak, cleavage or fracture, and density. We then move on to discussing the rocks on Earth's surface. Minerals are rarely found in isolation and are much more commonly found as part of the mineral mixtures that make up rocks. Students classify rocks based on their formation. Metamorphic rocks forming under intense heat and pressure. Sedimentary rocks form from weathered and eroded rock material that's cemented and compacted. And igneous rocks form when molten rock material known as magma or lava cools and hardens. In Unit 3, students continue to explore the formation of Earth's surface, learning about the processes that change rocks and the surface of the Earth. Students learn about weathering, the process that breaks down rocks either by physically breaking them or chemically changing their composition. Then erosion, the process that moves or transports broken down rocks. The most common agents of erosion are wind, flowing water, waves, glaciers, and gravity. Next, students learn about deposition, the process which deposits rock in a new location after it's been eroded. Deposition takes place when materials slow down and are no longer carried by the agent of erosion that's been moving them and can lead to the formation of barrier islands, marshes, deltas, beaches, and rivers. All of these processes also contribute to the formation of soil. Soil is made up of weathered rocks, organic materials, air, and water. Students learn that soil forms in layers or horizons, starting as solid bedrock on the bottom, known as horizon R, then breaking into rock chunks called parent material or horizon C, as some organic material leaches down from above, that parent material is further broken down and becomes pale subsoil with few nutrients, known as horizon B. Above the subsoil, you'll find rich topsoil containing many living creatures, such as worms and other small animals. These add nutrients to the soil, making it darker in color, and is known as Horizon A. Finally, especially in the fall, there's often a layer of undecomposed organic matter, such as leaves, known as litter or Horizon O. 
Students were able to observe the processes of weathering, erosion, and deposition through our big canyon balloon in-house field trip when we had a giant inflatable Grand Canyon in our gym for the day. Finally, in Unit 4, Plate Tectonics and Paleontology, students learn about the large and long-term processes that create landforms on the Earth. Students learn that the Earth is made up of layers, from the crust on which we live, which is solid, cool, and low in density, moving down to the hotter molten mantle on which the crust floats. Then the temperature and density continue to increase as you move to the molten metallic outer core, and finally to the solid metallic inner core. Temperatures are extremely high at the inner core, but because the pressure is so great, the metals are compressed into a solid. The upper mantle and crust make up what are known as lithospheric plates, large solid masses of rock that include the continental crust under our feet and the thinner, more dense oceanic crust beneath the oceans. These plates float on top of the middle mantle, known as the asthenosphere, where convection takes place. Molten rock material is heated by the outer core, rises toward the crust, and then cools and falls back down. This creates currents within the asthenosphere that move the plates. As plates move, they interact by converging and crashing into one another, diverging and moving apart, or transforming as they slide past one another. Each of these movements creates events we experience on Earth's surface, such as volcanoes and earthquakes. Finally, students learn about the evidence that's helped science scientists to know that the Earth's plates are in motion. Most plates move only a fraction of an inch each year, so scientists rely on data from fossils and rock layers to show where continents may previously have been closer together, or climates may have been warmer or cooler. As students prepare for their district post-tests on December 19th and 20th, encourage them to study the vocabulary sets on Quizlet to ensure they understand the key words that will be included in assessments. Additionally, the summary boxes that have been provided for each unit provide an excellent overview of each topic we've covered. Students can also play the quizzes games from this semester as a fun way to review content in each unit. Thanks for tuning in, Longhorn families. We look forward to next time.